When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. I've been asking who the greatest athlete in the generation is LeBron or Tom Brady or Serena Williams. You know, guys, um, we have a Super Bowl. First of all, good morning. Good morning, morning, morning. Morning, morning, morning. morning. We have morning, a Super Bowl morning, being played. Morning. By the way, in a state that was the last to recognize Martin Luther King Day, right? Um, between two African American quarterbacks. It was the it's the first time two African American quarterbacks have faced each other in the Super Bowl, which is nuts when you consider the league seventy five percent black and like fifty plus times two white quarterbacks have faced each other in the Super Bowl. The odds against that that happening in a fair situation is less than one percent, right? But we have a guest now who has a special place in American history, in American sports history, and popular culture because the negative stereotype. Uh, one of the many, against black men and players was that, oh, but can they lead a team to the Super Bowl, right, at the quarterback position? And Doug Williams dispelled that pernicious stereotype. In Super Bowl twenty two. he was the Super Bowl twenty two MVP, Washington Commander's senior advisor to team president. Doug Williams joins us now. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. What's happening, Glad Dougie? To be with you. How you doing, man? Yeah, let me <laughs> let me ask you this. Do you know this voice? That guy, Doug. Yeah, see, no, not this one right here. I'm about to give you. That guy, Doug. See, he can throw that thing. He can fly. Let it fly. You know that voice? That sounds like Grant. No, Shaq. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I just talked to him this morning, man. Is that right? Yeah, I'm gonna see him. I'm yeah, gonna just, see him in a couple of weeks when I get back out to LA. Yeah, I just talked to him this morning. <laughs> hey, man, I'm glad to be all with you all, man. This is great. We're glad to have you, Doug. Hey, can you just talk about the significance right, of both Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts uh, being in the Super Bowl? Yes. Uh, you know, when you look at it realistically, you know. Um, Football been playing over a hundred and some years, and to just be getting here now is, in a way, it's bittersweet. In in a way, because it, it has happened. Um, you know, some forty five years ago, Vince Young, Vince Evans, and and myself played in the first NFL game, two black quarterback when he was with Chicago, and I was with Tampa. Um, you know, we got that out of the way, and then a, a few years later, I played in the Super Bowl, the first black quarterback. You know, which was such great significance, and 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 you know, we got that out of the way. Let everybody know that a black quarterback can lead a team and could think on his feet and and, and get things happening. And then you know, a few more years later, we get two black coaches, which we kind of uh, dispelled some of the myths that that is out there. And and on Sunday, man, I was sitting in my house after after uh, Jalen had won, and sitting there watching Patrick, and I thought things was over with when Patrick. When they fumbled that ball on that uh, pass, he tried that pass he tried to throw, and he fumbled the ball. 
Uh, you know, you don't just give uh, Joe Burrow the football back because he usually don't give it back to you unless he scores. And uh, they held him. And, and when I saw Patrick had the last shot, you know, my heart started just just fluttering, you know, hoping that he could pull it off. And, and when it happened, man, I got I got a little emotion. You know, I got water in my eyes. Didn't cry, but I got water in my eyes. Not not because uh, overjoyed as much for for what had just transpired for this league. Because you know, when you look at this league, you got 75 percent black, and, and the, the head coaches don't, don't get an opportunity to work in this league. And you know, I got overjoyed for that, but at the same time, it was sad thinking that we should have some black coaches. Uh, in this league, coaching more more or less than anything, man. And but but what those two guys did this whole season, how they played, uh, I think it's unbelievable. You know, especially Jalen. You know, we we knew Patrick for what he's done, but but nobody gave Jalen a chance because they always looked at Jalen as a as an athlete, as a runner. But but Jalen went and, and 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 made himself over as a passer. He could do it from the pocket. He just had to be a quarterback who could work from the pocket and think in the pocket, but also he put pressure on the defense because he can run. I think that's who Jalen really is. You know, Doug, it's interesting you mentioned that about Jalen per se because you've been – you obviously played this game. You've been in the front office of this game. You, you just know the game. You play the position. Mm-hmm. What are they – like, what are these people looking at when they're looking at a guy like Jalen Hurts <laughs> coming out of Oklahoma? He did basically the same thing that Baker Mayfield did and Kyler Murray did, but yet and still, there's all there was all these questions about his ability to display his talent at the level that we've seen over the last two years. Why is that? Well, Keisha, I think we all know the reason why. You know, some people would not accept the fact that it's a young black man playing quarterback. That that would never. I mean, you know, you, you would hope they would, and, and a lot of people have, but at the end of the day, a lot of them would not accept the fact, not not so much accepted, a lot of them don't like the fact that Jalen is playing quarterback. You know, when he got drafted in Philadelphia, a lot of them didn't want him in Philadelphia, you know, but but at the same time, he knew who he was, and that's the most important thing, that, that he has the confidence. I mean, good that he was coached by his dad, who instilled a lot of things into him, and he realized who he was, and he went in and he took the job and he showed everybody. Kid only lost one game this year, one game. You know, you can play in the NFL and lose one game. That says a lot about who is pulling the trigger. Yeah, he had some people around him, but everybody else do too. <laughs> Doug, when he wasn't so playing, he, they he lost two out of three. When he wasn't playing, they lost two out of three. They lost. See, that, that in itself should tell him exactly what Jalen is made of and who he is and what he believes in and, and he can get the job done. I'm I, I just glad that he's in the Super Bowl because hopefully he would dispel a lot of things out there about who he is. Doug, we've obviously seen <clears throat> primetime uh, come into Jackson State, elevate the program, and, and now moving on to a D1 division school. I, I wanted to ask you your thoughts around what you think uh, occurred with Ed Reed and Bethune Cookman? Well, you, you know, I, I, I'm a I'm a black college advocate. I, you know, I went there. You know, and and you, you got to look at it from this standpoint. If you've gone to a black college, you understand what you're dealing with. We we already know that we underfunded. That that ain't gonna happen. We we can't compete with Miami and all other big schools. So when when you're going there as a 
coach. And I, and I coached at Grambling for eight years, and I knew what I was working with. Because, number one, playing for Coach Eddie Robinson, one thing he always told us, that we've done so much with so little, we can almost do anything without nothing. Mm. So, you know, you go, that's the mindset you got to go in there with. But but Ed went in there, you know, I'm, I, I like Ed Reed, but, but you can't go in there demanding certain things happen and saying what you want to happen, and, and then you got to air out the complaints. You know, that's that's tough, man. Um, you know, and Dion, Dion went to Jackson and – it was a whole new ball game. Dion went in there, and he know he didn't have a whole lot to work with, but he got it. He rolled his sleeves up. He did what he had to do, and he left Jackson better off than what he did when he got there. And but he went on and, and did what he's supposed to do. He got an opportunity to coach at a, another level, got paid well, and 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 you know got to move on. But at the same time, you go into Bethune Cookman, you got to know what you got before you get there. You know, <laughs> you know you didn't have that, so. You can't go back and, and say, uh, you know, we don't have this, we didn't have that, or what have you. And even the kids that say what they didn't have, you know, they went to school there. They knew they didn't have it. But by the same time, you know, hopefully that they'll get better. But at the same time, never be what Miami, LSU, Alabama, that, that ain't going to ever happen, man, because it's going to always be underfunded. Doug, um, when you look at where the Washington Commanders are now, you are – senior advisor to the team president, and you're around the, the organization. What is it, in your opinion, because I know you're, you're, you're not the coach and not the general manager, but in your opinion, what is it that they need to get things turned around so we could be potentially talking about them in the Super Bowl a year or two from now? Well, you know, when we look at us, the commanders, you know, we'd we be Dallas and we'd be Philadelphia. We'd be both of those teams. And so I think – I think our team is, is well in a position to to compete, to, to be in the, the playoff tournament. Uh, you know, quarterback is always uh, one of the things that, that you're looking for, and, and we hadn't been able to have that guy behind the center that can, from a consistent standpoint. I think that's the number one priority. And the other thing, too, you got to believe that you can win. And I think we got to have somebody to come in and let everybody know I'm talking about players. You know, sometimes coaches can do what they want to do, but you got to have a locker room with somebody in there that make everybody believe that we can get it done. And I don't know whether we've gotten to that point yet, but I think we're working on it. And and we play some up and down games, games that we should have won, that um, we lost, and and we beat some people that nobody expected us to, to win. So I think until they get to that point, Keyshawn, you you know what it is. You got to have both sides of the ball, and you got to have some guys in there that people look up to and believe that we can get it done. Mm-hmm. Doug Williams got it done, the first African American quarterback to win a Super Bowl in the NFL, who said it's bittersweet that finally, after all these years, two African American quarterbacks face each other in the Super Bowl in a league that is 75% black. Thank you, Doug Williams. Appreciate right, Doug. the time. Thanks, Doug. All right, thank you all for having me. Appreciate you. You know, Max, you know what really would hurt their feelings? Huh? If it was two black head coaches and two black quarterbacks. Key, you you just said something I think we need to get into. Because I think there's a reason that we see it going backwards with the African-American coaches. I want to talk about that. Super Bowl 57 will be a hot ticket. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seat Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This is once-in-a-lifetime opportunities we got right in front of us in our hands. So what are you going to do? Dies for the far front pylon. Touchdown! He's going to score! Jalen Hurts! If we control the things we can, we damn good. Sheds a tackle on the right sideline, 10, for about three. Pack your bags. We're going to the Super Bowl. We are, and we cannot wait. Keyshawn, J. Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We just had Doug Williams on the show in the last segment. Doug Williams. What's so funny? Key is cracking up in the studio. What's so funny, Key? No, we just laughing at Yates, man. Yates. <laughs> Yates is just funny. Ultimate brother. My brother. My brother, my Speaking brother. Speaking of brothers, so so we just had Doug Williams on. Doug Williams, the first African American quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Uh what was that? 80... Eight, 88, Yeah, I was gonna go well. earlier in the eighties. Eighty eight. Unbelievable. <clears throat> anyway. So unbelievable. So now we, we asked him about, in the last segment, he was a guest on the show, and we asked him, how does it, you know, what does it mean to him to see two African-American quarterbacks facing each other in the Super Bowl? It's the first time it's ever happened. Now, understand the league of 75% blacks been that way for a long time. Um, two white quarterbacks in a 75% African-American league have faced each other in, what, 50 Super Bowls? Something like that. And this is the first time it's happening the other way, in spite of the fact that it's 3-1. to one. African-American to, what would you call it, European-American? At any rate, that the, inst- the, the probability that that happens if things are fair are less than 1%, right? So we asked Doug Williams about it, and he said it's bittersweet. It's great that it happened. He's emotional about it, but bitter in the sense that it's taken this long. Key, you then brought up at the end of the last segment, man, what if wait until it's two African-American quarterbacks and two African-American head coaches. And I don't think it's incidental. I don't think that it's just, you know, something that hasn't happened yet. In fact, if you look at the direction of African-American head coaches, it's gone backwards in recent years. And I wonder how much that has to do, whether it's conscious or not, with the fact that 
as the number of African-American quarterbacks has risen, the number of African-American head coaches has declined. I wonder if those two things are related. They're certainly correlated. And the reason I ask that, what, what comes to my mind, is the NFL is not perceived as a quote-unquote black league the way the NBA is. And when you think about it, where's the camera in the NFL constantly? It's on the quarterback and the coach. So even if it's 75% African-American until recently, white, white. And you can market it to so-called middle America or white America, which is the, you know, that's the plurality, meaning the most, the largest group, at least, if not the, just the bigger than, you know, more than 50% of the population as a league that, you know, it's a TV show after all, demographics they can relate to. If the camera starts to go on black quarterback and then goes to black head coach, can they, can they still market it that way? And that, I've had that thought. That's why when you bring it up, wait till it's two black head coaches, <laughs> I don't think it's coincidental. Well, you know? it was two black head coaches once upon a time, which were the two first in Coach Tony Dungeon, Indianapolis Colts, and Lovey Smith in Chicago, and one of them had to win. So we've had that before. But, but we've with never two had, black quarterbacks, in other words. It, we've never had two black coaches and two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. And my whole thing was more tongue-in-cheek as to wait till that combination comes, then what? I would say I don't necessarily know when it comes to marketing because Cam Newton was a black quarterback in the Super Bowl and was the MVP, and he largely was marketed to white America demographically across the board as well. And he's a black quarterback and is as black as they come uh, at the quarterback position. And the league found a way to still incorporate him into the equation of a marketing standpoint. What has to happen from a quarterback perspective is when you only have nine starting black quarterbacks out of 32 teams, your chances of having two play in the Super Bowl, those percentages shrink. So what has to happen is, more starting quarterbacks in the National Football League, if you want to have this continue occur all the time, there has to be more black quarterbacks. They, and Doug Williams talked about the Jalen Hurts effect, where Jalen Hurts essentially did the same things in college that the other guys prior to him did, but he went at a lower round than those guys. And then when you look at the black quarterback position, Right now, I think there's, in this year's draft, just off the top of my head, there's four black quarterbacks in the top eight that will be drafted in the first two rounds. So that number is going to increase even more. Now to speak to the coaching side of things, Jay, Mm -hmm. the owners have to make some decisions on whether or not the offensive-minded coaches that are in this league or whatever, that they everybody keeps saying that that's the way the league is going, they're going toward that, they're going toward this and that, they've got to get away from that thought process and hire the person that's qualified, Who is that knows what job. he's doing best for the job. Yeah, yes. Like Miko took the job in Houston best because he's best for that job. And there are other black coaches that are assistants in this league that I can guarantee you are qualified. But they got to get their heads out of you-know-what 
to make those decisions. So I'm all about people taking who's best for the job. I just think you need to expand your perspective or your view on the the people that you're looking at who are best for the job, right, Key? Mm-hmm. Because uh, we've talked about this before. Uh, just to go to the coaching side really quickly, and then I'll touch on the quarterback side, the coaching side. We we just saw this, right? Like David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, just talked about how he's trying to do everything in his power to dispel the good old boy network, right? Yet Steve Wilkes has rejuvenated this team, and then Frank Wright is available. Maybe he thinks Frank Wright is better, right? But like, think about what that says. Well, I'm trying to dispel it because people internally look at my staff, and my staff is very diverse, and I have two black women on my staff, but that's internal. That's not externally Understood. being seen, right? Understood. So there's a challenge with that. As it relates to the quarterback thing, real quick, I'll say to you, Key, is, I mean, you grew up in Cali. Yeah, like, I, I grew yeah. up in playing for New Jersey around Newark. Fine. I didn't see a lot of black kids trying to play quarterback, right? Because they didn't see, kind of, but they didn't see examples of them that they can do that. Now, like, I think kids see it more than ever. Well, it's, it's, seeing it, oh, I can, I can do that. I'm allowed to do that. I'm allowed to think that way, to be in that position. And I think that's it's changing right well, in front of our eyes. T- typically in football, when you are younger and you are playing with a more diverse crowd in Pop Warner High School football, the more athletic guy gave you, at the time, the best chance to win. So they were never really put at the quarterback spot because yep. the quarterback couldn't play another position, right? We talk about Tom Brady. Tom oh, Brady just throw the ball. Tom just Brady the ball. couldn't That's play it. another position. he throw the football where people around Tom can play another position. And I only bring Tom Brady up because we had the athletic conversation about being athletic and playing sports. Where you look at young guys nowadays – Malik Hooker, Bryce Young, Richardson from Florida. Uh, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. They're now playing the quarterback position because there's other people around them that can still do the other stuff as well. And so now you're seeing an influx of these type of players in the National Football League with this skill set. And if you go back in time, you go back in history, we never was really given the opportunity and a chance mm-hmm. to play the quarterback spot because if you put them in at the quarterback, then where where's my other guy? Where's he going to play? He, that, can't, he can't he can't play. play. He I, doesn't have a spot. I just remind people too that a lot of the hand wringing, I'm sure, at least whether he's conscious or not, about like you know the black quarterback or what that means for the league in terms of popularity. The most popular athletes ever, African American, both. Muhammad Ali and Michael Jordan. Those are the two biggest athletes ever. By the way, you want to say Pele, Afro-Caribbean, I guess, right, if you consider that Brazil, right? Like, so, so it, it's a, in the end, it's not bad for business. I'll, I'll just leave with this one thought. The thing about the coaching thing, though, that's a little deeper, is some people can still take a paternalistic attitude towards sports, even at the quarterback position, because the coach is like the, the father figure, the dad, right? And it's difficult for a lot of people to wrap their heads around, a lot of white people, an African-American man in that position, which is why there was such an enormous reaction of, like, nonsense to Obama's election as president. But, uh, I mean, that's that's plainly true. Or, in this case, you know, you look around, you say, but where, where are the head coaches? 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Earth, man, he can run that ball. Like, oh my God, he's an athlete, man. The number one defense against the run, and we scored four freaking rushing touchdowns. The number one defense can stop all the rushes in the world, and what happened? We walked them down the field when we needed to, over and over and over. I wasn't sold on Nick Sirianni. You know, last year, much like everybody else, he has led us to the Super Bowl in his second year as head coach of this team. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. So this is a normal year where you get that bye week in between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl. Key, I know you didn't have the bye when you played in the Super Bowl. And, and the other – Nada. A couple weeks ago, I was trying to remember why when the Giants played the Bills in the Super Bowl, there was no bye week. I couldn't remember. Was it an earthquake something? It was the start of the Gulf War. That, that, so they, so they, 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 like, for whatever reason, that reshuffled things where there was no bye week. This is 91. No bye week between the conference championship and the Super Bowl. So sometimes that happens, and you also didn't get a bye week. What does that mean? What does that extra week, though, you think mean in terms of the team's preparations? Well, you get a lot of stuff out the way, right? Think about it, Max. People like you and Jay harassing me. Uh, for uh, 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 can I get a hotel room? And then, you know, you, you have to deal with all of that. You have to prepare. So part of it is that extra week will allow you to get so much stuff out of the way, not even game plan-wise, because you don't want two weeks of game plan. I don't need two weeks of game plan. You only need a week to game plan. When you have too much time, much like Sean McVay said against uh, the New England Patriots, he had too much time. He start changing and going back and mm-hmm. changing. So that week will allow you to get rid of the tickets because the ticket thing and the hotel thing. It's a real oh, thing. Oh, man, it's a real thing. You got Uncle Johnny, little cousin Kiki. You got uh, Jay Will that I played with at Duke. He's now asking me because we went to high school together. Can I get him some? Then I'm like, okay, let me check and see. And then I got my cousin that I hadn't talked to in 10 years, but my mother is friends with her mom. And so it, it, it's all that. It's <laughs> a mess. Yeah, hey, I got this mess. business deal I want to talk no, to you No, the about. business yeah. deal ain't the problem. It's a hot it's the mess. Ticket, it's the ticket in the hotel issue. You, they turn would, you into a secretary. It drives you crazy. Really tough. And it allows you, the extra week also allows See, you to rest your body. And now you can rest your body and your mind. And you can watch a little extra film and stuff like that before the start of the week. See, I, I, I hear you on the ticket stuff. Man, the like, ticket stuff is crazy. But also, like, I'll, just, I'll be turning my phone off. Yeah, but you can't. But, but I can. You can't, But Jay. I can. Because here's why you can't. But you can call my mom, you can call no, my but dad. Your mother, you can call can't, me. your mother can't do anything about it because your mother's not talking 
to the the the, the uh, team rep, the team reps rep. that the I tickets got, that she. But see, for, I get more anxious about just the more time I have, the more my brain starts not becoming focused. The more I start reading articles, the more I start listening to TV. Oh. And dealing with all that stuff, like to me, you get stale. Yeah, that's no, what I'm saying. Like, I much rather there not be a long waiting period and have well, a shorter waiting period to turn around and play. It makes it more challenging. No, you don't want the buy. I I don't want the buy. We didn't have yeah, the, we the didn't buy. have the middle. We didn't have the off time for the week. We went from beating up on Philadelphia, busting their head in their nasty stadium with rats running around in the jail there. To flying home. That was the last game at the link, right? Yeah, why Why y'all doing stuff to people's wives? What, no, it was the, the vet. vet. Not Sorry, the I, meant, I, I meant the vet. Eagles fans, That was man. the last game doing? at the we, vet, right? The bad man. turf, and then we flew home to Tampa. We reloaded on Monday, and then we flew to Diego. And at that point, between flying home to Tampa and flying to Diego, we got all the ticket problems out the way. Why didn't the you have us the extra week? But hold on, Max. I got to ask the boys, like Pat and, and Alan Yates, both Philly fans, like why, why y'all do – Fred Warner's wife like that, Sydney. Well, well Fred your, your, your fans saying that she got to go back and she don't feel safe and the blank use and the shoving. I hope your plane crashes. Wow. All right, the plane is a bit much. But, yeah, wow. but Fred yeah. told her, don't come into that joint with no red on. She oh, came she in, whatever, she had a red bag. You wear anything opposite colors, you're going to get talked to. You yeah, got some thick skin to be walking around there, man. Yeah. What's disrespectful? Yeah, but you don't. You know, that's but what's disrespectful, wild. though? That's wild, though. But you hope your plane part. crashes. See, the, the plane is, is so that, that's, not disrespectful. That's wrong. Yeah, that's you wrong. just said you just said that's not disrespectful. No, I'm, I'm asking you what was disrespectful because not everything he just that told he said you. was disrespectful. That though. part alone, Shoving, the plane cursing is around. yeah. The blank. But everybody user. get cursed out, man. Man, stop! Uh, stop with this soft he's stuff. He's his dog. wife. She's but, chilling. So, is it more disrespectful for fans to fight fans in other stadiums? But when it happens in Philly, it's a big thing. No, they shouldn't yeah, do I it in no stadium. See, see, Max said yes. No, right. you shouldn't do it in no stadium. Boo, Philly! It's Boo. ridiculous. Boo, Philly for that. But for every story Boo. like that, there's stories of San Francisco fans who just was on social no, uh, media yes. talking about all the positive. No, things. they're okay in San Francisco. No, oh, and actually, God. it wasn't. A Sa- actually, it wasn't a San Francisco Max. talking about the positive things about Philly. That was a Philly fan dressed up as a 49er fan. No, 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 no. no. He was it. there with his kids, oh, and they all was it. getting ripped up. I got the video. Yeah, good oh, people out there. It was a spin. Hey, I Pat, I noticed that you're dummy up. Where's Pat Costello? Why don't you chime in about defend your city? You're you're that that miserable place where they attack the. Opposing fan, opposing players' wives. Well, look, Fred Warner's wife aside, because I do, I do think that if that's happening, that's too far. You shouldn't be doing that. But that aside, fan, just fans in general. If you're going to come into Philly and start talking wild and yeah. put stuff on the Rocky statue and try to take yeah, over, yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. And talk all this smack, and then you lose by thirty. <laughs> like you can't really point. expect Eagles fans to not celebrate and glow. Woe is me. They're being mean. Don't come to the city then. <laughs> Don't touch the statue because you saw what happened. Wait, Minnesota you want to be treated right? That. What I are you that. doing in Philadelphia? Minnesota touched the statue. They got smacked. The Giants touched the statue. They got smacked. The Niners touched the statue. Touched the statue. Smack. Smack. Game, set, match, dog. Don't touch the statue. What happened when we touched the statue? Y'all ain't touched the statue. Yeah, we did. No, y'all didn't. How you going to tell me he didn't? You weren't even I, born I ain't seen no footage you of that when born. I was four. You weren't born in. When I was four, I ain't seen no footage of it. No footage at all. I was just like, oh. Tampa oh, wine, Link's going great. I took these dudes Link's to eat great. last night, man. Where'd y'all go? Uh, Hibachi. Hibachi? Sushi, sushi spot. Tapanaki Crustaceans spot. and all uh, that. Uh, and this dude ordered chicken fried rice, and that was it. What? 
Yeah, because he, he got Pat. Don't look at me, Jay. Was Pat. Pat. <laughs> what? Chicken fried rice. That <laughs> was Yates, it, though. Yates ordered a bowl of white rice, and that's it. Wait, no, he didn't. He I ordered white rice and chicken. And chicken. Yeah. They put all this random non sauce that I don't eat on there. I don't need that. So y'all the extra sauce people? Because I, I, I'm not a sauce person. Pat Yates don't eat anything that's not green and white. Has to have the Eagles if, colors. If it was it. Mick Hibachi's pub, then I would have been great. I told the dude, if, if they could have Hibachi if the burger, I'd be fine. If chicken fried rice, we could just stop by Panda Express. Ooh, I love Panda Express. I mean, like, saved you some money. I love Panda Express. <laughs> just wasted Orange our time, chicken man. Panda Express. In that joint, oh. throwing food around. I, I, Key, I'm uncomfortable. Key can feed 20 people on 10 bucks, no. but takes these two to a place where it's a, a dollar per grain of rice. <laughs> I was trying to show him a good time never again. Never again. Never again. It was fun. You it was know, also a Wednesday. I don't know what you like. Yeah, they do whatever they wanted to. It's a you Wednesday. We all have to drive home and see. You Pat took is very put upon by you taking him out to dinner. Key. He's very upset about. He wanted it. to go to a local pub. Yeah, he's a pub guy. Nothing Make hibachis. <laughs> Hibachi pubs. And then Shannon, it's a new thing. Shannon ate. And said in the corner, quiet. Yeah, Shannon hasn't said anything this Shannon whole segment. Shannon had three salads, too, by the way. He talked about, <laughs> man, I'm a little salads. tired. They are over yeah. eight last night. I'm like, hold on, brother. Shannon's like, I'm taking that free dinner. I'm not putting my, Jerry, in my mouth I, like these Jerry, two. Jerry, when the food came, I didn't hear a word for like 45 minutes. You know? Big G was, I mean, Big J, you know, was just eating away. Did you lab him? Oh, I took him to the lab, trust me. The last 20 years have been dominated, the American sports landscape, by Tom Brady and LeBron James. Who is the greatest athlete of the generation? Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Last couple of decades, Make me feel American this team way. sports dominated nobody, by Tom Brady nobody. and LeBron James. Two and players in their respective sports who... 
played at the highest possible level, and did it for longer than anyone has a right to do it. It's unreal how long these guys lasted at such a high level. Mm-hmm. But who's the greatest athlete of the generation? You know, it's funny too, Jay, what we haven't brought up so far is because basketball is basically soccer or hockey in a different form, right? Like the, it's a very similar, elegant sport that is easier for more people to understand. Football is a complicated sport with, with lots of rules. It's not yep. as elegant a game. And, and it's more uniquely American. And so basketball exports ve- better than football. And so basketball is more of a worldwide sport. So LeBron's really been worldwide a different level of phenomenon than Brady. But in this country, I, I don't know if there's anyone bigger than Brady. But who's been the most dominant athlete? Who do you say is the most dominant, the most dominant athlete in the world? Can't hear Jay. I don't know if anyone else can. Shannon, the most dominant know? athlete oh, yeah. in the world? Yeah. Max? No, in, the, in American team sports. Oh, in American team yeah. sports. Brady or, or LeBron? I mean, if you... I mean, if you're talking about the world, I'm going to go with the world sport. I'm going to tell you Messi. Uh, I know he finally got a World let's, Cup. But let's, stick, let's stick to it. You don't like Messi, like Regular man? sports. You, the, uh, Basketball, wait, football. Come on. First off, don't you ever disrespect the sport in just, the entire did. world. The entire no. world, Max. Yeah. You want to talk about yeah, Christian Ronaldo playing for a Saudi Arabian team, making 80 million euros a year? You want to talk yeah. about Messi being yeah. proclaimed as one of the – one of the best athletes in the entire world? How do you just look over Not, football? Because, like what football because, really means internationally? Because soccer took root in places that didn't already have basketball. Where basketball Soccer was the original, Max. Yes, it was. Basketball. And basketball is the evolution of soccer. It's a superior sport. But basketball is way. trying to become an international sport. It's not it even we're close to football. Because it hasn't been around as long. as When you say football, you mean soccer. I mean soccer, yes. Yeah, yeah. But football. it hasn't been around as long, of course. Okay. So, but it's I, the evolution of soccer. I, I, Brady to me is more about the team sport. Brady to me epitomizes the team sport, the great winner, the goat because it's it's a collective. And I know LeBron is part of the team sport too. I just there's a tendency for me when I say dominant athlete, I think about the athletic ability of a basketball player. Right? Brady is more accomplished with the seven Super Bowl rings. I get that, um, but like to me, LeBron, I've never seen an athlete like LeBron James before or Serena Williams in the last twenty years. Um, LeBron is the top of the top athlete in the world because I think, like the caller said, I could put LeBron James on a football field. He'll be a hell of a tight end. He might be a Hall of Fame tight end when it's all said and done if you give him a 10-year career. The reason I go into intricate definitions and explanations of what we mean in thought experiments and stuff is because what you're hitting on, Jay, I think, and this is the type of stuff I like to articulate precisely, is when we say athlete, we all know what we mean. And even if you want to compare the two, in the end, I got to give it to the guy that is more athletic, that you can see is bigger, stronger, faster, right? All that kind of stuff. I agree. Let me ask you, you think LeBron James, if he were to play 10 years in the NFL, would not have similar stats to like that of a, a, a Shannon Sharp? Maybe or, yeah, he he might uh, have, but the question, but the fact is, we can ask that question. Yes, right, yeah, dude, I that, agree. That, that dude at six eight, six nine, he's six eight, two fifty. He's not going to get every fifty fifty ball. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching Gronk move. I've seen Gronk move. I watched LeBron James move. I'm like, LeBron James move better than Gronk. Now, granted, he hasn't had to wear and tear on his body, and who knows if he would have sustained. But like, you would have put him in one of the best tight ends ever to play the game of football. Pat in St. Louis, you're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. 
Thank you. I've been wanting to make these comments for a long time about this. And, of course, when we discuss Brady and LeBron, it's got to be about clutch. You guys were saying clutch earlier. Here's what I would like to know what defines clutch, because here's what I think it is. Number one with LeBron James, we always talk about the shot Ray Allen hit, but we don't talk about game seven when he hit the jumper to to close it out. Mm, Game six at Boston in 2012 when he had that miraculous game. Oh, we don't talk about game seven. Down to the Bulls, two games to one on the road. He hits the jumper on the sideline over Jimmy Butler to win the game and come back. And it goes on and on and on. He, when they say he's not clutch because he doesn't take a 35-foot jump shot with three guys in his face at the end of the game, that's not clutch. LeBron James and Tom Brady are pretty similar. But I would have to go with LeBron James, and he is as clutch as any athlete ever. We just leave out the three-to-one get the three-to-one series against Golden State. I don't think there's ever anything in sport and basketball that was ever more incredible than that comeback. That was just unheard of. I would disagree so, that LeBron is as is like the, as clutch as anyone who ever lived, but I would say he is a very clutch player. And and people who would try to use clutch against LeBron, come on, guy, that you're just hating. Well, you, you know, know what like, it is, though, Max. Stop. We we've talked. I mean, same way about Tom Brady, but like the we've talked about LeBron. It feels like between all the games that happened throughout the course of the regular season, between the teams that he's dragged to NBA championships, right. it almost feels like we we poke holes in LeBron James way more than we do with Tom Brady because Tom has won at such a high clip. Yes, the percentage of times he gets it. Like, LeBron is penalized in a way yes. for making it to the finals on teams that shouldn't have been there. Yes, Because exactly. then people turn around and go, oh, they didn't win. But Did look, you look see at his win rate in the finals. I'm like, look at the team that he dragged to the finals. Oh, though. He no for that. What was that team doing in the finals? Only I, I Allen Iverson back. Drag, dra- ever dragged a worse team to the finals. Maybe, maybe it wasn't even. I think LeBron's team may have been worse. I, I keep going back to names like this, okay? Like, and it's all due respect because they played their tails off and they play hard. He got Matthew Dellavedova yeah, paid forty best. million dollars, dude. He went for, six games with the Warriors. Forty million and dollars for Matthew Dellavedova on the team. Booby Gibson. I mean, you go through the course of the names of dudes. You're like, hold on, wait, where? Who are these dudes? Kyrie got hurt. Kevin Love got hurt. Dellavedova was his crime partner. LeBron took the Warriors six games. Man, but he gets penalized for that. Yes. He gets penalized. That's for what taking- we do. That's what media does, Max. Uh, yeah. The answer to this question, LeBron versus Brady, is the answer, same answer to all sports questions, which is the answer is Michael Jordan. I'm sorry, Jay. I said it. We all know it's true. We said the the last 20 years, Max. Michael Jordan. It's not key. 20 years. I mean, key played in that window. It's not key. Michael Jordan. I'm sorry. A little bit over key, Sean John. Too soon. Who said key? Key things in this conversation? Greeny is coming up. Keyshawn, J. Willimax will be back tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern. Peace. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.